the new Argento is out, and we watched it. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a movie, that's for sure. (laughs) And I, I, I will say that it is better than probably most of the stuff you put out in the last 20 years. Okay. So good job. I guess. <laughs> See, I wouldn't know because I haven't seen. Oh, literally, all I've seen is like fucking Cat and Nine Tales and Suspiria, which are like his most obvious ones, uh, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool that he's back. Uh, because he did. Uh, he's like the lead actor in the new Gaspar No film Vortex, which I still haven't seen. Oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot wh- which about I that. heard is absolutely terrifying. Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, and just like soul crushing, like almost all that guy's work. <laughs> um, but it's cool. Like I don't, I don't know if like Argento is just like I want to get back into it. Uh, I want to, you know, create again. Whatever. I mean, the the whole giallo genre has kind of like gone, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, the closest thing we've gotten in recent years is Malignant. Which is like considered a giallo? Yeah. Well, what 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 makes a mo- uh, movie oh. a giallo? Oh, I'm I'm glad you asked, young Padwan. <laughs> uh, so, uh, a long time ago, back in like I think it was like the 20s, this uh, this dude, Italian dude, wrote a book um, called Giallo, mm-hmm. uh, and giallo means a yellow, I believe. Oh, uh, has nothing to do with the genre. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's just that original story was a murder mystery uh, slash horror with like a supernatural twist, uh, and that is essentially made the genre of giallo, which was then picked up later by the Italian like horror filmmakers. And giallo is essentially a murder mystery, but a focus on horror. Oh. So it's not like like a murder movie, like oh we gotta find the killer. It's like murder mixed with like suspense, and it can have a supernatural twist. Okay, like like we've seen in pieces. Remember we we, we watched and <laughs> talked about that. At the very end, you got a supernatural twist of of a zombie <laughs> oh, just crushing a man's balls. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um. It was. No, yeah, and and Giallo's they're also very um typical very sleazy. Uh it was also the time, you know, um mm-hmm. a lot of naked women uh <laughs> were involved. Uh, and it, there's also these like minor things like Giallo's are typically known for having the dubbing uh where they would basically oh. cuz they would get actors in all these different uh languages speaking their native tongue. Right, and then they would just dub in the voice later for wherever, um, and it's so funny. Whenever I recommend like like Suspiria is always like my go to recommendation for people like oh I want a horror movie to watch like oh Suspiria is like perfect, and they always are like I thought my TV like I thought I was watching the wrong thing because they were talking their their words didn't match the lips, <laughs> you know, and they like they get like kind of freaked out. <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it was made to be. <laughs> yeah, is there a reason why it's made like that? Like, why Why does that um, happen? Cheaper, I guess. Uh, Probably. I mean, the idea was that if you just get people, like, they want this actor, but he doesn't speak uh, Italian. Well, fuck it. Who cares? We'll dub in the other people's lines, mm-hmm. you know? 
So, so the American people can have theirs. So that's why, like, again, with y'all, you'll see, like, one character you can tell is not dubbed. And usually he is a better actor than most. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it's because, like, you have a scene with a guy speaking Spanish, a guy speaking Italian, and a guy speaking English. You know? Oh. So, of course, they're not going to have, like, you know, good synergy. Right. Yeah. Considering they don't really know what they're saying. They just know what the script says for them. <laughs> Um, so I'm not really exactly sure the reason why that trend was going on. I think it was just simply easier oh, okay. for them. Because, I mean, you also have to think, us, us Americans, uh, we're, we're privileged enough not to have to worry about knowing any other language. <laughs> uh, but, like, Europe's, like, very diverse, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like you, you drive, like, an hour and they're speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assumed it was just very, a lot easier to do that yeah that makes sense you know and i feel like it i, I could see what you mean with pieces especially because yeah it seemed like yeah. there were people that were dubbed not badly like remember the woman mm-hmm. in it the blonde woman she wasn't that bad the dubbing on I, her, I'm, I mean i'm pretty sure i think she was an american actress yeah that makes sense so that's yeah. why it would make sense with the language barriers and everything how it would turn out like that. Yeah, and I think it's also to appeal to like audiences. They were like, "Oh, if we get an American actress, uh, that will the Americans will come watch this movie. Oh, let's throw this Italian one. The Italians will see it. Oh, Spanish. Oh, the, the Spaniards will come see this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, which which would be incredible if like a big like Marvel blockbuster did that. <laughs> <laughs> Just cast like the biggest like actor in China. Oh, and just yeah. dub his dub him in English. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would make it entertaining. Yeah, and another thing with Giallo, they're known for their lighting. Um, I mean, Dario Argento was kind of the the creator of the neon aesthetic with Suspiria. Yeah, yeah, they're very uh, they're very nicely lit. They're always okay. This is how I always describe like Giallos to people. The story is usually not all there, you know? They're always very simple <laughs> stories. And they're usually pretty stupid. Yeah. But they look incredible. <laughs> they're they're really good movies to kind of like just turn your mind off to. Um and I'm not saying that for all of them. Uh that a lot of them do like like Tenebrae, I think is a really good. Uh but I mean a lot of them are just like Here's a cast of characters. Who do you think the the killer is going to be? Now watch our protagonist fuck every woman known to man. <laughs> and then watch all those women die. Yeah, it doesn't seem like giallos in general are very uh, women positive. No. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a little misogynistic. I mean, it's the same kind of argument against a lot of horror movies. Um where it's like, oh, the big strong man comes to save the day. Meanwhile, the women are getting murdered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is not good. <laughs> but, you know, at the time, that was just how it is. Right. And now I think they've definitely turned that around, which is for the best. Which, I mean, honestly, I think Dark Glasses did in a bit. It did, in yeah. In a way, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, considering this is a guy who just loves putting women in distress. <laughs> Uh, but, but I mean, you see that argument thrown around, even like with Tarantino's work, people people say that a lot too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think the only really real exception to that is fucking Kill Bill. I mean, but even yeah. she is like kind of 
not always portrayed in the best way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But I think this Dark Glasses movie, it's like Dario Argento's version of a strong female character. Like, he, yeah. he really had to push himself to, like, <laughs> make her not incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's another thing. Whenever I watch these giallos with, like, Carolina, she's like, why are they doing that? I'm like, because they're a giallo character. It's fine. <laughs> let, let them do the dumb thing that will lead them to their death. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm a huge Giallo fan. Uh, I I don't know the the era of like 70s to 80s Italian Giallos. I just really love. They're kind of like my comfort movie. Mm, okay. Um, where it's like, oh, I just kind of want to just watch something and like ha- I know I'm gonna have a good time. Oh, let me throw on a Giallo. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a fun little murder mystery. I get to think who. Who's the killer? I get to see people die in really pretty ways. Yeah, it's fine. And at the end, you get to see some guy's balls get squished. Yeah, balls get fucking smashed. That's one thing I always love at the end of Giallo's. I'm like, is the killer fucking supernatural or something? That's always fun. Because at the end, are they going to reveal that he's supernatural for no reason at all other than Yeah, just to crush a man's balls. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. that's so funny to me. <laughs> no, it's incredible. And that's like the one of the biggest draw to pieces where I was like, this is why we're watching this movie. I didn't want to tell you that. Because <laughs> I just remember watching that movie and like jumping out of my chair and just like, what the fuck? When these balls get crushed for yeah, no reason. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh my God. Well, well, now, now that you have a little uh, Giallo history lesson. Yeah. You're you're caught up to speed. Uh, we're at a modern day Giallo. Dario Argento coming back. <laughs> I don't think he's made a Giallo in a really long time. That's what I've heard. Yeah, because he did like fucking Dracula 3D, like Mother of Tears, like Phantom of the Opera. He hasn't done a whole lot. And I heard those are all garbage, right? Yeah, yeah, which is a shame. <laughs> um. But I mean, again, I, we were talking about this earlier. I don't know if it's simply just age, you know, maybe he doesn't have like that energy he used to. Yeah. Uh, maybe he doesn't have that eye similar to how um, like Orson Welles never really he peaked with Citizen Kane. Oh, you know? yeah. Where like, again, like you're young, you want to do creative stuff, you want to do crazy stuff, because that's one thing I will give Dario Gento a ton of credit. If you watch his earlier movies, especially like uh, Bird of the Crystal Plumage, which is like his first film, mm-hmm. um, that movie is shot incredibly. Uh, and one thing Argento is really good at is picking really cool sets and like set pieces to work around. Because mm. uh, like Crystal Plumage starts off with a guy who witnesses a murder. He's just like walking by this like art gallery, and it's like this huge like uh, window that's like the doors, and you can see inside. It's your typical like art gallery where they have like the like weird sculptures and stuff, but it's like very like all white. And he's like witnessing like a murder, like a woman getting attacked, and he goes in to like the first set of doors, and then gets like locked in. So he's like trapped in glass watching this like murder take place and he like can't do anything <laughs> it's, it's, cool it's really cool yeah yeah no it's it's incredible and it looks amazing and like you look at the budget and it's like nothing so like argento is <laughs> really good at um sort of picking location 
to kind of heighten, I think, the cinematography and like knowing how to use that. I mean, you especially see it in Suspiria with all like the cool oh, corridors. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the vibrant colors on the walls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate. I don't know if that, you can say the same about dark glasses. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, I was really missing that classic like Suspiria lighting technique. Everything is like so bright yeah. and colorful and like blown out. Like mm-hmm. I, I was expecting yeah. that going into this, honestly. And that's kind of like Argento's trademark style, especially if you watch like Inferno, which is technically like the sequel to Suspiria. What that's hell? another one that's like just really pretty. Is that good? It's it's pretty good. Okay. It's not my favorite, um, but it's good. Okay. I need to rewatch it. It's been like years <laughs> since I've seen it. Um, but yeah, so let's get into Dark Glasses. Uh, the, the the plot is very simple. Uh, basically, there's a serial killer killing prostitutes. And our <laughs> um, lead uh, female protagonist, who is like a high-end escort, she is targeted by the killer um, and survives her first attack, which leaves her blind. And now the killer's after her. And that's about it. And that's all you need for a giallo. <laughs> so i guess I mean, so I, I, I'll, I'll let you go ahead with your just just general thoughts before i go into mine okay well i mean we talked before this call because i always feel like when you suggest movies that are like kind of weird i always end up being mm-hmm. a downer and like not like oh, not like okay. loving them <laughs> so i was i was happy that you weren't as hot about this movie as i thought you were going i to mean be. I- I was expecting this movie, knowing just Argento's like previous work. I, I didn't expect this to be very good. Yeah. So I went in not expecting much. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I pretty much got... I, I expected nothing, basically. Okay. I, I will say, I thought the... I think it goes off the rails at a certain point, like, like plot-wise. Yes. And it's like the last half an hour of the movie is that. But up until then, I thought it was pretty good. Like I didn't mm-hmm. have much I of a, I didn't have much of an issue with it, other than like the characters are pretty thin, relatively yeah. speaking. Especially the killer, like I, they spent yeah. no time on him. I will say the killer reveal is pretty lame, and oh, I yeah. will go into why later. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't hate this movie. I thought it was uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want to talk more about the end of the movie when we get there because there is some stuff that made me laugh out loud because of how yeah. stupid it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was fine with it up until then. I was like, this isn't horrible. I mean, I've seen a story mm-hmm. like this done better. I think the one movie I kept thinking of during it, um, well, there are a couple. One I was thinking of the original Halloween for some reason. Okay. Mostly because of the like synth score that was on, yeah. on top of this movie. Oh, that's a, also that's another thing Giallos always have. They have to have a banger soundtrack. <laughs> They're always bangers. <laughs> I, I wish this was a banger soundtrack. I, 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 I thought I thought it bopped pretty hard. <laughs> it's it did. It's it will. Okay, fine. It's not bad music. You're like you could dance to some of it in a club. But like yeah. it did not fit with what was going on like ninety nine percent of no. the time, especially later in the movie. <laughs> oh god, yeah. We've had, well, there's that one scene at the beginning where it's like it's like it sounds like something you'd hear in a club, like people dancing to, and it's just like mm-hmm. her walking out of like that 
hotel or wherever the hell it was. Yeah, right. yeah. I can tell you haven't seen a lot of Giallos, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then the music it doesn't change when she's getting killed. Oh no, it doesn't. It never does. It just keeps going. It's like, well, what? Yeah. What's what is happening? I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It was weird. And I looked up who did the soundtrack, and it's some guy who does metal music, apparently. Which, Interesting. Which I thought was that's a weird, weird choice. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, what did you think of it? generally i agree with you i think this is a movie that is just okay yeah i think there is good sprinkled in a lot of mediocre i and and like you can see especially like i want to say the first 20 minutes you can see a lot of like argento inspiration especially Mm. with that first kill uh especially with like the the wire cutting like on her neck yeah and like the the really vibrant blood oozing out uh and you, like a lot of that i was like okay this is very argento it reminded me a lot actually of a bird with a crystal plumage um but for me the movie falls off a lot towards the end like that segue into the third act where it is just characters running around a dark forest oh for like 25 God, minutes yeah. And the situations they get themselves into in that yeah. is like so nonsensical and like stupid. geographically doesn't make any sense. No, well, and then like character logic wise too, like they do yeah. so many things. Like there's so there's so many things I could tell that he thought were cool that like went oh, in yeah. execution are just like so lame looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I was just I was thinking of that part with the gun at the end. Oh yeah, I was like, I could. He thinks this is witty, but it's not. It just looks really silly and stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of silly stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I liked. Um, actually, I liked our protagonist a lot up until the end, because uh, it's rare, I think, to see a character who is an escort actually be smart oh. and like in power. Yeah. Uh, very sex sex work positive. Good job, Dario Argento. <laughs> um, I will say, um, we I guess we do have to talk about this part of Argento. Um, is the controversy around him and his daughter? Oh God! Uh, I didn't I didn't realize his daughter Asia Argento was in this until I saw in like the opening credits, and then when I realized this movie was about an escort, I was like, Oh God! Oh no! Because um, for those who don't know, Dario Argento has been under a lot of controversy. Um, and mostly because he casts his daughters in his movies, right? Like his daughter, Asia Argento, fine, right? Mm-hmm. She's a talented woman. She's like an actor. She like plays music. She does all these things. Uh, problem is, he likes directing her very naked. <laughs> yeah, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> and, do- and doing a lot of gross acts. So when I saw Asia Argento, I was like, oh, no. But then I was like, oh, good. She's just like an assisted care person. Good good for him. Good for him. <laughs> He didn't go full creep, but like a lot of people like thought like, like, I guess, I don't know if assumed like bad things, just, just very weird casting your daughter doing sexual acts yeah. in a movie that you write and direct. It's weird. It is. Yeah. Um, and Asia Argento has like talked about it. Um, and it sounds like, I don't know if what the situation is now, but back like way back when she talked about it, it sounded like they didn't have the best relationship. She basically said that like, uh, the only time her dad really talked to her was like on set about the movie or just about cinema in general. <laughs> That's horrible. So, yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, considering now she's like involved, I don't know what her relationship is now with them. Yeah. Um, but Asia Argento, she's pretty cool. She actually was one of the first people to call out, uh, Weinstein before, um, Rose McGowan did. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> there was a whole thing there. And I think that also kind of led to the whole Dario Argento stuff, but yeah. Um, Dario Argento is not liked by many people for that reason. Just not for anything like illegal happening, just being a creep. <laughs> so, but wait, the his daughter wait. is not the main character in this, right? She's the no, no, no person that was helping no, she, her. She, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, she's what the person is the that controversy? Was I don't understand. Has he cast his daughters in the past? As yeah, this in kind previous of stuff, oh. in like the eighties and stuff. She, he casted her in like sexual scenes. Oh, okay, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's where the controversy is. Not with this movie. Okay. Cool. But yeah, I I mean our main character, she uh is strong, she's in control. You know. <laughs> Especially with that guy that wanted to like do fisting. Oh yeah. And she just like pepper sprayed him and kicked him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean it's just rare to I think see a character like that. Yeah, it was interesting. It was almost it was kind of sex positive in a way. Yeah. You and I, I mean you saw like even her house was like really nice. She even had a maid. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. And it showed her not, she wasn't like a, like a kind of mean, like badass. It showed a lot of her being kind. Yeah. Even to that one client, that like fat guy. Um, Oh, yeah. She like was really nice to him. And like, yeah, I mean the kid obviously too. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, you get, she's a a very three dimensional character to a point. Yeah. Um, Up until the end. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Up until they go back to the damsel in distress t- stereotype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but for me, I know I, I read like a review before I watched this saying like, oh, Dario Argento is back. You know, this is this is a return <laughs> to form. Um, and I don't entirely agree. <laughs> I I think there's definitely a lot of like inspiration here and, and a lot of I wouldn't say callbacks, but just kind of like a feeling of like his older work. Mm. Uh, but I I think there's just too much muddled nonsense in here. Yeah. And it's just my thing. It is not consistently like visually striking. No, there's just like there's like sprinkles of it. Like, oh, that's a really good shot. And then you just see darkness in a forest for the next 20 minutes. You're like, OK. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The end of you this know? movie is so bad. I, <laughs> I can't. It it feels rushed. It does. Yeah. I yeah. don't even mind the ending. I just get bothered by how we got to the ending. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the the very end of it is fine. Like mm-hmm. just the that whole fucking thirty minutes before that is like not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I would say that like uh, like this is like a movie or these types of movies are ones where you're just like, oh okay, I'm here for the kills, right? Yeah, 100%. but but like in these in this the kills weren't that satisfying they're, to me. They're I thought they were fine, but they're few and far between. Y- yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that that's that's one part of it. Yeah, there's barely any in it. But then I also was like, it was I thought it was kind of lame. Like that first cut only goes like partially through her neck. Like I don't know. Oh, if, you, well, if you really you want to show her bleed out, <laughs> I guess yeah. that that's that's another thing with geologists. There's a big fetishization of blood. Oh God! 
like like Suspiria, there's so much like just bright, vibrant blood. Yeah. And I guess to achieve that, they just use water and like red food coloring. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, just Kool-Aid. So, yeah. They they really love their blood. And woman suffering, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so having a woman bleed out on the ground from her neck is like the ultimate giallo cliche, I'm the sure. The ultimate giallo pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <that's> so- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess in the, while it's not portraying women all that well, it is showing guys for what they are. And that's weirdo creeps. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's like nice guys in this who aren't that bad, like that fat guy and even the kid. Uh, yeah, I don't remember his name. Is it a chin or something like that? It is something very stereotypical. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> but yeah, then there's the asshole types. There's a couple of those, like the killer and yeah. So he, yeah, you can definitely tell he was trying to be nuanced with the way he was writing the characters. I just don't feel like. He knows how to follow through all the way with that. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like the, it felt like this is like the first draft of a script for a good idea. You know, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Like he, he could have, you could have made a few more passes because the basic ideas are there, right? Like the, mm-hmm. it's compelling the, the main character and her plight, like between her and the killer and the killer blinds her and she has to deal with being blinded. You know? Yeah, and dealing with uh, killing a family, leaving a child orphan. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I feel like th- none of that stuff is explored. And it's clearly not like her fault, and she f- still feels guilty for it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think for me, the major kind of what makes a Giallo story at least fun is who the killer could be. And I was watching this, and the whole time I'm like, we really don't have like any other characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. And almost it doesn't like, matter that it's a mystery because we have we have focused on so few people. It's like yeah, it doesn't even yeah. matter. Because normally, like the Gialas usually follow like the cops or something. Oh, you know, yeah, they're trying to like investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one really didn't. Like, there's <laughs> and so then when the killer reveal happened, I was like. Oh yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, I saw it coming from a mile away because he's like the only guy who is guy like a complete asshole, like yeah, irredeemable. Like he called her like a bitch or something, right? For yeah, yeah, because she she told him to shower because he like came <laughs> over after work. Yeah, and I thought that that it was so obvious that there was going to be a bait and switch. Like, it wasn't going to be him. It was going to be somebody else. Yeah. But, I was thinking that, too. Yeah. But then there's no other characters with that same body build and were that were that mean. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it has to be him. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah, it was lame. By the way, the killer is not scary, like, at all. I No, he's just... He's kind of like a guy who would be like in front of you at the checkout line in Walmart and you just don't want to make eye contact <laughs> with. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. But he's not that like intimidating. No. He's just he's just kind of a creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the other yeah. movie I was thinking of during this, which is a very recent one that I don't think like anyone saw for some reason. I think it had a very limited theater release, but it's, it's a movie called um, Watcher. 
It, oh yeah, Micah Monroe in it, and it it is like a modern version of 1978's Halloween. But that that movie, okay. this movie reminded me a lot of that one. But Watcher's like a a much better version of it, where it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the, they go into the whole killer thing. Like the killer is characterized a lot more in that movie, and because you know him right. so well and you know what drives him, that's what makes it scary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but or but then you can go the other route where you're like Michael Myers where you know nothing about him and it's scary that it's so like random you know right but I feel like this did neither of those things and was just kind of in between and that's Mm -hmm. what made him like so not scary and not compelling you know right I don't know yeah it was just kind of him (laughs) and you didn't see much of him being a creep no yeah there needed to like, be some that, scene where like, oh wow, this guy's fucked in the head. I mean, that's like another common thing with like giallos is you're seeing like you always just you see from like maybe like a POV or you just see like their hands, but you always see them doing like depraved shit. Right. Yeah. Like whether it's at a home watching like fucking like torture porn <laughs> or or them just being terrible. Right. You know. But yeah, this you don't really get much. No. No. Yeah, and um another thing that i kind of had an issue with is i don't understand necessarily the point of like dark glasses like why (laughs) like there's such an emphasis on her glasses i was expecting okay that's gonna like like she's gonna use her blindness to help her later oh i was thinking like hush you know yeah what what the deaf woman that gets attacked and she uses like her alarm system to like deafen the guy but her doesn't matter it's like okay where where's this coming in and i guess it doesn't really no, I, like I, that's what a real movie would have done. Like I honestly, I was yeah. expecting her at the end to like be do something like witty, yeah, where she, she somehow beats the killer on her own with her blindness, because that's yeah. like uh, thematically that's what you want. Because like he did, he blinded her, he blinded her, and she was depressed about it for a while. But then she overcomes it, and like she's like, "Fuck you, you did this to me, but it doesn't matter. I'm still better than you." you right. Know? And it's, yeah, just, I mean, I don't know, like a dog randomly comes in and eats him alive, uh, and that's the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the blindness comes from the fact she got a dog, like that, that helped her. <laughs> got blind, got a dog, dog, got killer. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you needed another few passes at this script. So that you can, like, iron out those ideas. I mean, did he write this? I don't even know. I believe he did, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Hey, you know what? He's been out of the game for 20-something years. <laughs> it's all right. He, we'll let him. He was definitely we'll trying, I will say. It definitely seems like he's yeah. he's trying to do something. And that's what's kind of almost frustrating about it is, like, it's, like, almost engaging and, like, yeah, um, it's like almost there. It's yes. like if you just made a few little tweaks, <laughs> right? Maybe cut down a little bit, added a bit more here and there. You'd have like a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I wanted to like the the main girl character more, but like there there wasn't enough there for me. You know, you like her, I would say for the first like f- half, and then once it gets into just her running from the killer, it's just <laughs> okay. She's just making stupid decision after stupid decision, right? <laughs> Yeah, her character arc plateaus at a certain point. Yeah. 
and it's like that for like all of them i feel like they start really interesting and then they just do everything you expect a, a character in a horror movie to do right <laughs> and and i will say a child actor he did his best <laughs> but some some of the line delivery is very flat oh my god yeah yeah like i, I was just imagining what he wanted the kid to sound like when he was writing that dialogue. And, yeah. And then what it ended up being. It's like. Yeah. He's just like, there is a body. I am scared. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my favorite examples of that I, is mm-hmm. it's, a, it's such a stupid, like, dumb scene that it made me laugh is like near the end when, like, they, like, get separated for no reason. Yeah. Like, they fall asleep and then the kid is just gone. I thought that was going to be a oh. thing where the killer like captured him and she has to yeah. go and get him herself without any help. I was like, that's what you would do in a real movie. But instead, she just goes into like a building randomly and is like feeling around. <laughs> and then and they just there. find each other. Yeah, but then. Well, probably uh, maybe they were filming that scene, but child acting labor laws that he couldn't work anymore that day. And he's like, oh, well, we got to finish the scene. <laughs> just take him out of it. Just hey, rewrite. Building. Fuck it. Just rewrite the script yeah. on the day you're shooting it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's that part when they're outside that building and they're back together and then they hear someone like approaching. And then, oh, yeah. And then the kid is like, oh, maybe it's the groundskeeper. And they're not like looking to see yeah. who it is. Like, kid, just look mm-hmm. and see who the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah. That whole segment is just flawed. And they, they they run into a bunch of snakes, water snakes. Oh, my which, God. Which that I was fine with because that's very Giallo. <laughs> is it? Okay. Of, of just, just a dumb thing like that happening to put your character in like distress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I like that, like, they're, like, water snakes that were trying to, like, kill her like a boa constrictor. <laughs> yeah, like, they're wrapping, they're, like, around, wrapping her neck. around her neck. <laughs> yeah. the, the funniest thing for me was when she brought the kid, which was clearly supposed to be a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but it was, like, it looked like a PSP that was, the handles were painted. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. I don't know what that was. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, is that like a Soldier Boy console or something? <laughs> it was definitely it a PSP. Like, it was a PSP, right? That was like colored. Oh, yeah. No, it they, was. They just colored like the sides red and blue. Mm-hmm. Why not just give them a PSP? <laughs> Who cares? You know what I mean? At that age, any kid would be excited for a PSP. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I was a kid, I wouldn't care. If <laughs> yeah. the game console is a game console, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like. Uh, I just feel like there's maybe some intern that was like, "Hang on, hang on." The PSP, no one plays these anymore. You got to give them a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and Argento's like, "What? You can play Mario." <laughs> I don't know if Argento sounds like that. <laughs> I bet it was a budget thing. Or the none, none of yeah. the crew had a switch. None of the crew had a switch. And they were like, oh, we're not going to buy one. Does anyone have any other kind of handheld gaming console? And then yeah, some guy like, that, brings out his dusty old PSP. Yeah, <laughs> that that best boy who probably has like uh, a whole like 
PSP collection of games with yeah. like obscure JRPGs. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you could actually only get this game in Japan, but I had to get it imported for four hundred dollars <laughs> just so I can play this. You can use my PSP. <laughs> you know. I just imagine those are the people like that sound like they still play PSP. Oh no, you're one hundred percent right. Yeah, and they tell you about how like great the games are. And it's this <laughs> bizarre gundam game you've never even heard of that <laughs> yes. they had to spend like a hundred dollars on <laughs> i always heard everybody talk about that stupid ass ghost rider game for that and what the hell yeah there was a ghost rider game i don't know this because garrett had it no but like he would say how awesome it was and i played it and i was like this is awful <laughs> <laughs> it was like a it was like a really bad version of like devil may cry or god of war oh Okay, it's just Devil May Cry, but Ghost Rider. Yeah. Wait, was it Nicolas Cage? You see the model? He Yeah, it was based on that movie. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. It's great. It's just a great That's game. what that kid was playing. <laughs> I'm sure he was. That's why those kids took it from him. They're like, whoa, is that Ghost Rider for the PSP? <laughs> it's like, that's my game. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. So we've we've already we've already spoiled a bit. So let's just go into the ending. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, so they get captured by the killer, I guess, who's a dog trainer, I guess. <laughs> I I okay. Again, in a, a, a maybe a third draft, right? Yeah. We, we set up early that he's a dog trainer and that he stinks, right? Mhm. Um, they could have done one something smart with the stinky part where maybe like later in the film when she's getting stuck, she's like, what's that smell? It smells familiar. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also when they were running in the woods, why didn't he just use his dogs to get them? Yeah. Like that didn't come to play at, at all. I, yeah. It, the whole dog thing. I mean, I guess the stink part was it, but no, but she actually did do that, but it didn't matter. Because remember, they're outside that building, and then at the last second, she's like, oh my god, I smell him, it's the dog trainer guy. Oh, And then yeah. he comes out, and it doesn't matter, because he captures them right away. Yeah, he just gets them. It's like, because like, if you're going to do that, like you want the... She does something witty, like gets something over him from smelling him. Mm-hmm. Like That's how it should be, but instead it was just like pointless. <laughs> if this was a good movie, she'd grab bacon and put it in his pants and one of the dogs would bite his penis <laughs> off. Honestly, maybe that was supposed to be like the whole point of the dog thing because then he gets killed by a dog at the end so it's yeah. like poetic. I don't and know. And they do a thing. Yeah, I don't know. It just isn't... See, you know what's very odd? <laughs> the whole dog trainer stuff... I don't know why I, this movie came to mind, but White God, you know, White God, no, that I don't dog think so. movie with the dog. So White <laughs> God is is basically this movie. It's, um, oh, fuck, what country? I think it's Austrian. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong. or hung- No, I think it's Hungarian. I could also be very wrong. <laughs> Anyways, point is, it's, it's a movie that's set in like a kind of alternate future where like there's a dog disease that like went around basically like mad cow disease but like dogs so dogs are kind of like outlawed um and this girl her parents are divorced her dad lives in the part of the country where dogs are outlawed she has a dog that she loves very much she sneaks him in the dad's a a dickhead and basically gives the dog away 
Oh, like, okay. like lets him out because he's a dick. And then he gets like um, taken into uh, basically this whole thing happens like a dog like breeder and like trainer for dog fights gets him trains him to be a killer <laughs> uh but the dog now let me tell you let me tell you this dog can act <laughs> and i'm not like joking like i this dog acts whoever they got to like instruct that dog incredible <laughs> but essentially the dog becomes like a killer and starts a dog uprising what the hell this is not an animated movie by the way this is live action what the fuck and they they break out eventually he gets like sent to a pound and he breaks out and you just have like empty street and dogs or like hundreds of dogs <laughs> showing the street they're like biting cops meanwhile this dog is going around getting revenge <laughs> on everyone that like hurt him yeah. in the process <laughs> this sounds awesome no fuck it's awesome it's an awesome movie i recommend it to everyone <laughs> and of course it's a dog movie so it's incredibly sad Oh no! Does the dog die in it? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it away. It's <laughs> okay. a dog movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but no, it's it's incredible. It's like a dog uprising, and and they don't do anything schlocky. Like the dogs never talk. Oh okay. But but the whole ending when like the dog comes and he's like, oh, I trained you. I'm your master. But then like obviously he goes for like the the person he made the connection with. Mm-hmm. That that reminded me of like White God. <laughs> so so go watch white god everyone listening because it's an incredible movie it's it's truly unique and it's really well done i'm gonna watch it now that sounds awesome it is awesome you, you'll be cheering <laughs> yeah for dog, the dogs dog or against the dogs for the dogs for all oh, for the dogs oh, okay always for the dogs <laughs> yeah dogs can act and let's contrast that all that good dog acting to this the to this most laughable dog scene since they them when <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i totally forgot about that yeah well uh, in this movie there's that scene when the killer comes into like her apartment and he like sprays like a mist oh on the god, dog yeah and the dog and just the like dog, puts you... his head down <laughs> yeah and you tell they just cut it and they're like, oh yeah that's good enough yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. all i can get him to do <laughs> And I was confused because, like, at that point, she already had ran from her apartment. Uh, oh. And the kid's like, what about what about the dog? And he's like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. Like, you don't know that. No. And, you know, like, the killer knows where you live. And I know you got the kid with you, but, like, wouldn't you still want to bring the dog with to, like, yeah. lead you around in case the kid... He's already, like, defended himself when that cop came, tried to bust in. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Also, another dumb. See, okay. I I've said it before earlier when I was explaining giallos. You can forgive in a lot of giallos because they look incredible. Mm-hmm. Like they're hyper stylized. Uh, logic can be thrown out of the window. In this movie, unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> it doesn't commit <laughs> to that kind of like hyper stylization to where you can like buy into the absurdity. Because there's a part when the killer kills the two cops. Where, like, he straight up kills. Yeah. And his partner, instead of pulling her gun out and immediately, you know, stopping him, Mm -hmm. she, like, slowly goes and checks his pulse and goes, oh, my God. 
he's dead <laughs> and then pulls out the gun yeah and then by that point the killer is already on her and she's dead right yeah like a real cop would have probably shot into the window of the car at that point because yeah. he's just shown to be a dangerous person yeah. i mean he already killed the partner yeah exactly um there's, there's lots of like weird illogical character things that like take you out of it yeah and i i would forgive it more if 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 it wasn't this movie, I guess. Yeah. That's my biggest gripe is it just feels like a giallo light. Yeah. Like it, it's just following maybe the story notes, but not like the style of it. Mm hmm. Because yeah, I think a lot some style to this would have gone a long way. Oh, like, yeah. Getting like those neon lights, like, you know, that are so typical of the genre and just his mm -hmm. style in general in there. And you could see it a bit in the beginning, like during the hotel, like the montages like that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, actually. You, you see it a lot. Yeah. It just it just it's just so spaced out. <laughs> even even the end when the dog is like ripping the guy's throat out. I was like, OK, this is cool. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly a puppet. Yeah, a really bad puppet. But it's cool. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, get him. Get him as he's this man is getting brutally murdered. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that was so stupid. Oh my like that that was a horrible edit, by the way. The well, I think it was shot terribly, so the editor could only do so much really with yeah. the footage he's got. But I was so confused as to what actually happened when the dog jumped on him when he had the knife. Cause it's like Yeah, you don't see really what's going on. No, it it it, it makes it sound like you think that he stabbed the dog. Because it makes yeah, like a knife you, sound and then the dog whimpers. And you're like, uh Yeah, but then the dog is just on top and the man's neck is like ripped open. Yeah, and you're like, what happened? I feel like there was some missing footage or something. <laughs> I I just love how long that goes on for of him getting his throat ripped out. <laughs> yeah. It's like so long and you see like the skin like stretching. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's a good prosthetic for sure. Yeah. And I like for me, I don't know, the gore is fine. Like it's passable. Yeah. It didn't it that, wasn't um, like zany enough to, for me to like No, it wasn't wacky or over the top. Mm -hmm. Uh which is a shame, but it's pretty bloody. Yeah, that's for sure. That's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> That's a lot of this movie is like, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> I for me, just the biggest drag for me, if it didn't have that bit of them just running around in the woods in circles. Oh, my God. Yeah, that makes no sense. It felt like they, he just gave up with the script at that point. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what to do now. We're just going to have a giant chase scene for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Carpenter and he's like, how he gets the mask, that's up to you guys. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they just could not figure out how to get our characters from A to B. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Which was a shame because that feels more very, uh, like, amateur horror movie kind of trope i've yeah. noticed where it's just a, a long nonsensical chase in one of the most boring settings because you can film in a forest for free <laughs> yes um <laughs> and it's just filler yeah that's the worst yeah. honestly in any movie when there's a, a like a forest scene and it's low budget it's like yeah. god it's just like so annoying to watch <laughs> and it's night and you can't see anything oh my god yeah like if it's 
editing is well done, you can get away with it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you can make it interesting, you know, maybe, like, a bunch of quick cuts between, like, them running. Oh, sure. In the forest, you know, something like that. Even if you light it in an interesting way where there's, yeah, like, a lot of shadows and you can, like, really choreograph it. So, like, maybe the um, killer is, like, enshrouded behind a tree, but you can just barely mm-hmm. see him. You know, you could do, do one of those cool uh, stuff with fog that. machines with some low lights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they didn't, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I feel like we've been dogging on this movie a lot. I want to talk about some of the good stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of the soundtrack. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was a bop. Uh, it was kind of a banger for me. Uh, it's not bad. But again, I think... Argento is kind of like it was really good at building suspense, mm-hmm. and at least for the kills, it was there. Um, especially like a lot of the buildup of like the first kill. Um, I mean, even like I thought was pretty good when they were in the house in Rita's house. You know, and you know, like the killer is coming. Yeah, there there was some like well done stuff there. Uh. But it was kind of dumb when Rito, like, left. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. She should have just called the cops instead of the house. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was thinking that. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of dumb character stuff. Yeah, and it takes you out of it. Like, I feel like, in especially in a horror movie, where, like, you need all the logic to be really sound. Because I feel right. like part of the fun of a horror movie, honestly, is thinking about what you would have done in, in that situation. What you would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why people are always like, oh my God, why is she so stupid? She shouldn't go in there. Like that stereotypical thing. And I always hate that because it's like, you you would, when you're in the moment, you have like split seconds to make these decisions. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not going to think clearly and be like, as clearly thinking as you were if you were just sitting on a couch watching yeah. it happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's one thing I always say, and especially the whole like, what the hell? How could they do that? They wouldn't survive that. And it's like they're hopped up on like fucking adrenaline, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like I think um, Green Room is a really good example of like realistic like character choices. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of like making the right dumb choices. Right. Yeah, that's definitely one of those movies where it's like you're kind of thinking with the characters like, oh, what would I do mm-hmm. if I wanted to get out of this? Like, that's kind yeah, of Yeah, and even the characters like sit down and are like, okay, let's figure this shit out. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, I think a big pull for this movie is like the, the characters are pretty decent in the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. Like, this movie, the first 30 minutes, I feel like are really well done. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of like meanders off. Like, okay, how do we get to the end? <laughs> and that's my biggest complaint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that's what makes me not totally hate it. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah. No, I like the ideas in it. They're just not really f- fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, it's a shame. I was, I was, ex- I don't know. I was hoping it would be like, ooh, like a new Giallo, you know? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the legends, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, and it's a big deal. Argento's coming back. It's cool. Shudder gave him a platform. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Uh, 
I don't know. It's just a shame that it kind of just flops in a lot of areas. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is mostly just due to probably age. Probably. Yeah. You know, and, and just a simple, eh, who cares? It got me thinking, like, who are all, like, the... Are there any, like, legendary directors, like, from, like, the 70s or 80s that are still, like, rocking it today with movies that come out? The only one I can think of is Cronenberg. Yeah. But... He was on a long break before he dipped back into horror, and I don't know if you could consider Crimes of the Future a horror movie. Yeah, it's kind of. One I think yeah. for I mean, sure is um Lynch. Obviously. Yeah. Because like he dropped the return and like fucking that's like one of his best works. <laughs> yeah. But again, you can also argue, is Lynch a directly like a horror director? I mean ah. Oh maybe existential horror maybe you could argue yeah <laughs> you could argue something yeah but yeah there really aren't a lot working today no i mean john carpenter kind of gave up after a while he had some flops george romero yeah, now he just produces and composes that's about it yeah most of these guys are just like producers <laughs> yeah i mean i guess wes craven was pumping out movies until he died that's true. Yeah, that dude did go down fighting. He had some good ones late in his career. That's what I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Sam Raimi. Boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy still got it. I mean, Drag Me to Hell proves it. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's awesome. Did you hear that he's going to mm-hmm. be making a doll horror movie now? Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a That's remake cool. of some classic from the 80s or something like that. But Is it Magic. I think so. Yeah, it's like it's like one, oh, like, cool. like the only really good like creepy doll movie allegedly. <laughs> what you mean, Puppet Master isn't? <laughs> what the hell? Only for the real fans, the real OGs. Only for the re- the real puppet heads. No. Yeah. If you yeah. if you have Blade on your T shirt, if you wear that out in public, I yeah. fuck with you. Let me tell you. Yeah, if your if your desktop wallpaper is Blade next to a swastika, hell yeah. <laughs> you know the Puppet Master franchise is really about um, Jewish empowerment. It is true. That's very true. You know, it 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 has those themes that I think it could really be a great story if more people knew about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not exploitative at all. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Uh, all right so overall dark glasses uh kind of argento's uh return to form i i think you should only really watch it i maybe if you're interested in giallos uh or are kind of looking for something more modern of a giallo uh but it's just okay like i i i personally wouldn't recommend it to anyone um who I think isn't in the know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like if it was just some dad that was like, oh, what's this Dark Glasses movie about? Like, oh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Of course, maybe. Maybe just general audiences just need something like this. Yeah, I mean, I kind of appreciated it because it was like, it felt like not quite a modern movie. It felt like a, an older style yeah. of filmmaking. And that's kind of why I appreciated it. Yeah, structurally it is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, I just feel like maybe it just wasn't uh, contemporized enough, if that's a word. No, yeah. I think he needed like a, 
a younger writer who's more on the pulse of like contemporary yeah. uh, movies. I think that would have gone yeah. a long way. Or just styles of horror. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, I, I do agree. First 45 minutes feels like I was watching like a 70s movie. And then mm-hmm. the last half felt like it was just trying to be a generic horror movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I have kind of, a, I hope he keeps going, honestly. I don't want this yeah. to be his last one. Because I feel like, um, for what I've seen, like, up until this point, like he's had some real bad ones, and I feel like this one is not terrible, not as bad as his other not ones. Not terrible. Yeah, he's getting back. Right. I feel like the next you, one will be better. Yeah, you should try again. Like, why not? You know. Yeah, roll the dice again. I don't know how much longer you got. <laughs> yeah, <Tyler>. exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like in his like seventies. So, <laughs> um, hopefully. I hope because I love Argento. He's one of like my favorite horror guys. Uh, so it's cool, I guess, for that aspect. Yeah. But it's fine. Watch it on Shudder. You know, Shudder original. Hell yeah. Might as well. You might as well get Shudder because there's so many other good things you can watch on there yeah. too. You know. Thank you, Shudder, for giving old men a platform. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they also released that stupid Castle Freak remake. So maybe it. It kind of balances itself ah! out. Yeah, Shudder balances itself out a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was Dark Glasses. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. 